I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm George Lizos, spiritual teacher, psychic killer, and number one best-selling author. It wasn't long ago that I was stuck in a soul-draining job held back by fears and limiting beliefs that stopped me from following my purpose and making a positive impact in the world. Fast forward past many hours of inner work and lessons learned, I now write books and teach courses to help you find and follow your purpose too. I created the Lit Up Lightworker podcast to empower you with simple, actionable, step-by-step -step spiritual tools and practices to overcome what holds you back and light up the world. If you're a spiritual seeker yearning for a more soulful and purposeful life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, let me remind you that my third book, Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing, and cutting cords, is now available to order globally on Amazon. 
In the book, you learn powerful practices to cleanse, shield, and strengthen your energy. Specifically, you'll get to cut cords to toxic relationships, remove psychic daggers of attack and other negative energy attachments, and even learn how to effectively protect your energy online. When you order the book, you also get the Psychic Scanning Online Workshop for free, during which I'll guide you to turn on your psychic vision and scan your body for all types of energy attack so you can clear them. And you can visit protectyourlightbook.com to get all the details. Also, be sure to download one of my free guides in the description of this episode that will help guide your spiritual journey. You'll find guides on finding your purpose, developing your intuition, and protecting your energy. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave me a five-star review. That's going to be so helpful in letting others discover it too. And in today's episode, we're talking all about navigating your Saturn return. And let me start with a story. At 27 years old, my life took a few unexpected turns. At the time, I worked a full-time job in London while running my spiritual business part-time. That meant that I worked from 9 a.m. to midnight, Monday to Friday, and then spent the weekends working on my business too. I'd already been doing that for three years, which had taken a toll on my mental and physical health. I'd become overweight, I developed a serious case of psoriasis, and I was mildly depressed. And it all escalated a Monday morning, when my body just refused to function. I had burned myself out so much that I got physically paralyzed. And in that moment, I knew that something had to change. Taking a week off from work, I went to Glastonbury in the UK for a spiritual retreat, seeking guidance. And following a particularly meaningful past life regression, I'd heard a voice within me implore, quit your job, move back to Cyprus, and go self-employed. And that's exactly what I did, in that order. And here I am, five years later. And although I hadn't realized it then, I was going through my first Saturn return. This is when the planet Saturn returns to the same position it was when you were born, which occurs every 27 to 29 years and lasts for about three years. Since Saturn represents discipline and maturity, during our Saturn return, we experience major life transitions, such as career changes, marriage, divorce, retirement, etc. So I want you to think back on your 27th to 29th year while you're listening to this episode. What major life changes did you experience? Although we tend to dread our Saturn return, they can be truly fulfilling periods in our lives because they give us the opportunity to shake things up and experience positive shifts. So in this episode, you'll learn the difference between the three Saturn returns that we experience every 27 to 29 years, practices to navigating this transitioning period, I'm going to share my own experience and how I made the most of it, and also what sign and house your Saturn return is in. Enjoy this episode with Kage Dunlop. Kagi Dunlop is a host of the Saturn Return podcast, which explores the challenges and opportunities that come with change and transition. The podcast aims to bring calm and clarity during these times, underpinned by the astrological transit 
known as your Saturn return. Kagi's book Saturn Return unpacks this huge astrological phenomenon looming over such a pivotal times in our lives. Part memoir, part Saturn Return roadmap, and including chapters on relationships, self-worth, and embracing change, this is a book about storytelling, truth-seeking, and our individual quest for authenticity. Kagi, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. What an introduction. I am so excited to have you here to chat about something that everybody's dealing with. I mean, everybody's talking about, and yet I have been doing this podcast for the past four years, but I haven't had a single episode about it. So I'm like, yes, let's talk about such and return. Sadly, I found out what such and return was like two years after I had already gone through it. <laughs> had I known about it, I would be able to guide myself through it and transition through it way more easily. But before we get into the whole uh, story about what such and return is and how to navigate it, I wanna hear a little bit about your own personal story of finding out about it and getting to this point where you have a conversation about it and you teach about it. Mm. That's a great question. Well, the unfortunate thing is, I wish there was a moment where someone actually told me about Saturn Return. And it wasn't so much that. I think it was just when I was living in LA at the time and I was, um, I moved there when I was 27 and I was going through, or I went through this very big life shift whilst I was there. Um, and now, you know, retrospectively, I understand that I was also going through my progressed lunar return, which happens before your Saturn return, which is like a whole nother thing. And anyway, it was just during that time that I just felt like something was happening in me, to me, and I didn't really have the words to explain it, but it didn't particularly feel very good at the time. Um, and it was only then and I've always been a very spiritual person, but I wouldn't say that I necessarily had the friendship groups or was in the right circles that enhanced that aspect of me. In fact, I would say the opposite. I almost like dulled it down. And then it was then that I kind of, I actually got connected with Nora who does our astrology for Saturn Returns for the podcast. And she then kind of opened up my world and mind to astrology. And then whenever it was, when it kind of landed for me about Saturn Return, I was like, oh my God, if everyone knew that this is what was happening they wouldn't have to feel as alone or confused or you know isolated as I do and that was kind of the concept for the show and originally it actually was a tv show concept that I started writing whilst I was in LA and then it wasn't actually the strange thing actually I didn't fully go through my Saturn return until I moved back to London and similar to you I didn't really know that it was, I kind of did know and didn't know that it was happening. And what's interesting about the show is like, I've created this roadmap, roadmap and like tool book for people. But sometimes I worry that I've like given people the fear about Saturn Return. Because <laughs> sometimes they come to me at shows and they're like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like it's going to be fine. You know what? I think I think it's good to know about it because you can prepare yourself and then you know, you know what? Okay, this is happening to everyone. Like exactly. there are tools out there. You can guide yourself through it. It's all going to be good. I think it, it sort of gives you this sense of comradeship with everybody. Like, okay, we're all going through this. It's going to, it, it's all going to be fine. So let's talk about it. So what is the Saturn return astrologically and what does that mean? Like in real life 
So your Saturn return essentially is when Saturn returns to the same place in the sky occupied at the time of your birth. And that takes about 29 years for it to happen, to move back to the same place in the sky. And so Saturn is all about kind of boundaries, discipline, restriction, like friction, those kind of things. So with it, you're supposed to feel this sort of cosmic coming of age as you get pushed into adulthood, really. And so depending on like your particular birth chart and how you've been living your life so far, its effects will be different on each individual, but they are overarching themes that we explore, which I discuss in the podcast and also in the book. And so even though at the time it feels very difficult, it feels like a very intense period, and it is an intense period, it's it's very much for your own good and to kind of force you to be more authentic, to let go of things that are no longer serving you. And so often people during this time will feel that careers will suddenly dramatically shift or a relationship will suddenly break down overnight and so it's got this very fiery I think energy about it that just means you have no idea really what's happening or like something you thought was completely a given and a solid and that was your trajectory for life just like that goes and the walls kind of pulled from underneath you and yeah that kind of is what it feels like pretty much summed up my Saturn return like I remember at the time didn't know it was happening but it was happening I I was in London, I was working a full-time job while running my own business part-time and it had been three years of me doing that to the point that I I exhausted myself and I woke up one morning intending to go to work but my body would just not move because I'd work nine to five then work until midnight on my own thing then weekends were dedicated to my own thing until one day I went to Glastonbury, it's my retreat center I just went there to communicate with my spirit guides. I'm like, what do I do? How do I move on? And I heard that voice, quit your job, move back to Cyprus, go self-employed. And that's what I did in that order. And that was happening while I was like 28 years old. So years later, I realized, you know what? That was my such return. And it mm. definitely paid off. So for me, it was career mostly. But do you, th- do you see any any different life areas? Like, are there any patterns or life areas that get affected more than others for people? What has it been in your experience? I think career is a big one that can definitely affect people quite dramatically if they're not in alignment with their authenticity. So that's like an important thing to add for people is if you're something in in your, if you're in a job that feels very aligned and you know, you're loving what you do, it might be a promotion or a pay rise or like just make it a bit more concrete. And the same goes for a relationship. It's often a time when people get married or perhaps think about having children and things like that. So it just gets cemented a little bit more. Sort of like Saturn is very much reap what you sow kind of energy. But for me, because I think I was pursuing things, I'd lost like my why. And I was very much had conditioned myself to be a people pleaser, to to crave external validation. And so my driving forces were not in alignment with my like greatest self or my soul's purpose. But I was so consumed by that that I couldn't see it. So Saturn very much for me was just like making me hit these dead ends of just things just not connecting. And it felt the harder I tried and the more I pushed, the more resistance I faced. And I think a big component is our 
resistance to that kind of thing you know and when we can get stuck in victimhood mentality of like why is this happening to me why is everything going against me whereas i think the most important thing to realize is saturn is you know it's for you the energy of the universe is always working for you and to be able to relinquish control a little bit and surrender is when things can flow and like you said you know you went to glastonby you already had that spiritual connection and you were able to listen out and go okay this is what i need to do but i think a lot of people will hear those nudges and just be like but i'm doing this and this is what i'm supposed to be doing and not have the courage to to listen yes and listening is the most important and i want to talk in a little bit about like how ways and practices we can use to listen but let's talk a little bit about the different saturn returns we go through because we have the first one happening 28 29 and then we have happening one more happening 29 years later and then i suppose for some people 29 years after that are there any differences in those other instances of saturn returns so i've obviously been focusing on your first saturn return because that is kind of the nature of the show but there is a, so my mum went through her second saturn return because so you have it as you're approaching 60 and then if you're lucky and you get to 90 then you'll have a third and i think it is just a new initiation so they, they will be different but it's like stepping into that next stage of adulthood and it's it's been interesting to kind of see my mum navigating it and i can see the frustrations around you know, purpose and meaning and feeling that loads of people that she knows are kind of going off in a direction and perhaps slowing down and letting their careers kind of not take center stage. Whereas my mom's just like has this fire that she still wants to put out into the world and things that she wants to do. And I can see that that is something that she's struggling with, which I think is very Saturnian. But then also we have Saturn squares and oppositions, which happen from, you know, if you think about when we're 14, what a big transition that is it's more like the kind of physical puberty like changing in our adolescence that we're navigating and then 21 we also get the sort of sense of our own autonomy we wrestle with authority a little bit with external figures and kind of navigating and negotiating those forces and so they're like they're lot they're those different moments and sort of Saturn has its seven year cycles so yeah your Saturn return is just like first big one really yeah so i love that there is a transition like it's like helpful helpful steps <laughs> that prepare you for the big change rather than okay here's a one big shot like shock in your life totally and then there's also i mean Nora, who's the astrologer is able to kind of go into greater detail but there's a saturn maturation that happens at um 36 i believe mm. so that will be like the next thing that i'm going into and and yeah, I'm also going through, I don't know, Saturn squaring my Venus right now, which is, you know, Saturn then kind of how it's impacting love. So it's kind of like boundaries, restriction on that. Yes. So it kind of like raises its head many times. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Saturn is definitely a planet to follow <laughs> when it comes yeah. around like, like changes and transitions and all of that, right? Well, I did, it's really funny. I was thinking about this this morning and how my sort of fascination and like love for the planet really because yeah. it is very much like I love astrology and stuff but it doesn't like the other things perhaps it's because it's it was so challenging for me and I guess I view myself as quite unsaturnian by nature you know I very much didn't when people talked about balance or boundaries I was like what are they no I was just flying all over the place and so it really helped kind of craft more of a sense of a stronger sense of self that I feel I lacked in my 20s and I guess for that I'm very grateful for it and I will always appreciate it a little bit more as a planet for that reason it sort of gave you a framework of how to navigate and understand yourself and move forward now how long does it last the Saturn return usually so you can look it up to see your birth time and where yes. she lands because I actually only recently because you can feel its effects before so they say you start mm. feeling it at like 27 and hence why when I was in LA I was probably going through you know my progress lunar return and feeling Saturn approaching I guess but when I looked specifically it actually occurred um in the exact date of this relationship that I had at the time and like the month that it ended was the end of my Saturn return and that was like the complete catalyst for, I think I'd sort of conceptualized things then. I knew I wanted to do the podcast. I'd had all these like thoughts and wanted to kind of shift in career, but that gave me like the rocket fuel I needed to do it. And that was really the beginning of it all. Yes, makes sense. Now, you previously mentioned the resistance that many people feel around embracing it and doing the inner work and listening. So let's say someone just hears this podcast right now and they experience their such and return. They just go through it, even if, even if it's the first one, second one, or even the third one. What is the first step to take to start navigating it? Where would you have people start? That's a really good question. The first thing that comes to mind is to surrender to it. And I think that when we surrender, we can create space and stillness. And I think that that's a really important one, especially in today's world where we're just so, we like to fill things up with noise and be busy. And we have such like loud monkey minds that we're like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And the important thing to remember if we kind of put this down to intuition is it's, it's very quiet compared to our minds most of the time. So our minds are very linear, perhaps logical, we want to get to a destination point and we just think if we walk straight, we'll get there. Whereas the universe is going to like throw you off and detours in different directions, which at first, if you are not um, surrendering, will frustrate you and you'll feel like everything's happening against you. But an important practice that I try and do even today is like when something like that happens, and one of my best friends told me it and it actually really helps is just to say thank you. So like when something that seemingly goes wrong, 
to kind of communicate to the universe, thank you, because it's just a recognition and an acknowledgement that actually it's showing you a better way or it's giving you the tools you need to go where you're supposed to go. So that's one thing. And then also, I think each individual, and I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this, like has their different um, way of channeling or communicating and that they might have different experiences for when they are on the right path. I think human design, if people are interested in exploring that a little bit more, is quite a good way of like knowing your unique uh, makeup in that sense. But for me, I have quite physical responses to things mm. when something is off or if it feels in alignment. If it's off, I get like a prickly feeling at the top of my neck in a very kind of primal, like animalistic way. Um, and when I when something does feel in alignment, it's like everything opens a lot, you know? Like yes. My whole kind of body just opens up and I can feel like the energy kind of vibrating in a, in a positive way. And I'm like, okay, this is right. We're on the right track. I might not necessarily know what that means or where it's going to go, but that's enough of an indication that I should follow it. So I would encourage people to kind of try to notice their physicality a little bit more in situations with people, with opportunities, how they feel rather than what they think. Yes, that makes perfect sense. And the way I teach like psychic abilities is identifying your own intuition language because our yes. bodies communicate to us in different ways. Some people are more visual and they are clairvoyant. Some people are more um, set, like they, they, they are feeling based like you. So it's like clair, um, clairsentience and therefore you get physical sensations. Other people hear things clairaudient. Other people know things claircognizant. Some people even smell when something's going wrong or can taste something uh, intuitively. So it's just about finding your own personal way through which the universe communicates to you uh, with you and just channeling that while you're going through it. Now, do different signs in your experience experience such a return in a different way? Or is it not a sound sign that affects that? That's a really good question. I think it really make it's made up of your different your whole chart so for instance like I was speaking with someone that came on the podcast recently and she was the founder of the pattern I don't know if you've heard of the pattern it's like an astrology app and she was re has like this chart reading system on her phone and was looking yeah. at, at mine and she paid quite a lot of attention each astrologer will have their kind of different method of interpretation often but hers was particularly focused on less focused on the sun sign um, Taurus and more on the rising and the moon and so my my moon is pisces and my rising is libra and so for me we have the same rising and moon no way i'm rising libra moon pisces but i'm a leo sun and leo okay <laughs> that is so funny yeah so it makes perfect sense okay yes, so continue. this might resonate with you what yes she, what she said because obviously pisces moon can be very you know emotional sensitive and what she said about um Pisces moon is they often come into the world quite unformed and so we can be very adaptive to situations we absorb other people's energy and mm. feelings often so it's hard to be able to differentiate what's yours and what's mine and that's always been something that I've it's like a gift as well but it's something that meant I think 
when I, because I was also a bit of a people pleaser, I would just shape shift into like any given situation. And then during my Saturn return, a big part of that breakdown was like, I don't know who I am because I kind of come into the world, you know, in that sort of adaptive watery nature. And so part of my path was to have a stronger sense of self and to form that out. And create so, boundaries, yes. Exactly, exactly. And then the sort of the Libra rising sign is side is how you know crucial relationships are for the evolution of my like identity, of myself, of my personal development, both romantic and platonic, and like how important those things are to me, which completely resonated. And so I think it's like for each individual, they will have different things that will affect them differently. So yes, it will be impacted by the your sign, but not just... Not just the sun sign, it's just the, the whole makeup of our astrological chart. Yeah, and then I think, you know, for me, then it's to now to embrace the sort of Taurus aspect of... Um, Nora, who's the astrologer, is always like, she always gives, she always says like Aphrodite energy. Yes. Just like enjoying the luxuries, the finer things, you know, and being okay with that side of myself and leaning into it. You should come to Cyprus. This is where, according to the myth, Aphrodite was born. We have like temples, like ancient temples of Aphrodite. The first perfume ever made was here. You, my You're going to love it. was there last week and he was like <laughs> asking me to come, but he was only there for like 24 hours. And so we decided probably wasn't the right. The energy is calling you for sure. <laughs> well, I have to come. Embrace the Aphrodite energy. Yes. And speaking of embracing, my next question is all about how do we embrace this change and transition? Because essentially, the Saturn return is a huge change and transition, but change and transition happens every single day. We don't need to wait like 29 years for, the, for it to come. We need to like train ourselves into being okay with it. So what are some like practical tools we can use to start becoming more comfortable with the discomfort and the uncertainty mm. of change and transition? That's a great question because you're so right. It's not just this one moment of, in time. And I definitely used to feel like there was security when things stayed the same. And I think a lot of people feel that. So we, yeah. we have this fear around change because we don't, we don't like it, but it's inevitable. And I sort of say in the book, it's like, it's like wrestling with the tide, trying to avoid change. Like it will only drag you under in the end. You have to kind of just flow with it. And so one thing that I try and remind myself of, like even when things are, you know, to appreciate when things are going really well, and I always just say to myself, when they are, I just say this thing, it's not really even to myself, I guess it's to the universe and it's, and it's always show me the truth. Mm. And then when I can remind myself of that, it's like, if, if the, these things fall apart, I'm being shown the truth. This is guiding me one step closer to like my true belonging. And that's really like a road and a journey home it's inward ultimately all of these things are so I think we need to be reminded constantly by the things that go wrong and by the changes and transitions that actually like we can hold space and anchor ourselves and ground ourselves that these things that sort of we have in place that we think are structures of reality don't mean as much as we think does that make sense and I think that's really oh, reflected yes. in like the last couple of years when 
everyone just freaked out because people didn't have that whole infrastructure that was a bit of an illusion anyway came crumbling down and people just freaked because they have never been taught or you know given the tools to cultivate that kind of groundedness within and so that's what I try and say to myself is they always show me the truth and like that for me is enough to trust in yes because you're calling upon the truth which is light which is source which is the universe so which is you so when you when you ask this of yourself in the universe you basically shift your perspective away from the ego so instead of perceiving life from the perspective of the ego that's scared i'm like oh my god uncertainty like things are changing you're shifting your perspective and you're looking at things from the perspective of your higher self who knows the truth so you instantly shift that perspective that's a beautiful um, mantra and i will use it as well thank you and uh, i love that you talked about the impermanence of the, the, the illusions of the structures and the safety we have around us because the status quo is, is comfortable and we'd rather like live in mediocrity rather than embrace change and transition and and what it brings something that i found helps me manage that and really keep me on my toes and encourage this change and the embracing it is decluttering <laughs> because we have attachments to stuff so they make us feel safe so i keep challenging myself what if i give this away what if i don't have this to depend on and the more i simplify my life the more i find myself more able to change and to move mm. and to be footloose Mm, that makes complete sense. I'm definitely someone that can accumulate quite a lot of clutter. <laughs> I am so, as well, until I'm like, you know what? No, enough. <laughs> yeah, because I think also it creates, creates more space for the things that you really need. And just to yes. kind of go back to the, the, the truth thing, because I think exactly what you said, and if we are in a relationship or a job or whatever, and the ego is driving the car yes we miss the red flags we miss the the nudges we miss the prickly feelings on the back of our, and I know for sure that I did and so I think it's my reminder to myself to not become illusioned by things yes yes to 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 shift I mean to, to understand the need for physicality but also realize that the ego can be in the car, but not in the driver's seat. Absolutely. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. So, Which I'm not gonna lie, sometimes it, grab, it grabs the wheel quite sometimes, a lot. <laughs> sometimes you, we want it to, because you're like, you know what? That's a good job in, in certain things, so why not? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's I get it. to have that, that awareness when it does grab the wheel. Yes, yes. And that often only happens for me afterwards when I'm like, ah. So my yes. ego is just, and that's, you know, the, the truth is the more vulnerable we get, the closer we are to love, the ego will come in and intercept often because it's like, we don't trust this. We don't trust that we're safe here. So we're going to grab the wheel and take over. Yes. And that's, you know, when self-sabotage and all these things creep in and they can be really hard things to, to handle as individuals, because it's like, we know that it's us, but it's also, it's going against the thing we truly desire so it doesn't exactly it's, it's just realizing it's a tool and it's a part of us that we have to coexist because we're human because we live in a physical world but at the same time the, our higher self 
it's coming in to take control of the situation and manage and navigate things the right way. Now, to end on a positive note, what is your hope for people reading your book and listening to your podcast? Like if you close your eyes and visualize the ideal listener listening to the podcast or reading the book, what do you hope for them? Mm, that's a really good question. Because to talk about the ego and the sort of negotiations that I'm having at the moment in my own head with the book is, oh my God, a whole, <laughs> a whole other level. Because the podcast is very... You know, we get to have these conversations. They feel very intimate and personal between us. And then they go out and they belong to other people. A book is, feels a lot more immortal in the yes. sense that you're like, I don't know. Even though I've never taken any of my podcasts down, I could. I can't take back a book. It's evergreen, yes. It's evergreen. And so, um, and there's something in, in like the vulnerability of writing that's, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, it's making me feel like I'm going it's different. A crazy because <laughs> it's a lot. But I guess my hope for the book is, and what I'm trying to do with it is to encourage people to not seek for gurus outside of themselves. Or I think it's important to have spiritual teachers, but not to follow too much because I believe that we all know our own way. And so it's to just be a lantern for those that are in the darkness and to be a comfort when people feel alone and so that they can go on their journey, especially ones that feel like they are in solitude or isolation, because I think that that's a there's a necessary exile in our sort of spiritual awakening. And I think sometimes that can stop people from going there because yeah. they don't want to be alone. And so I guess that is my hope is to kind of just be like a little spirit guide that gently guides people along the way. Beautiful. Taking our power back, essentially. Exactly. Kagi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I loved our conversation. I could chat for hours and, and go over and over and um, on and on about such a return. Now, please let everybody know where they can get in touch with you and uh, where they can listen to your podcast and get the book. Yes, yeah, so I am on Instagram, Kagi's World, and the podcast is Saturn Returns Co., and the book is going to be out in January 2023, I hope. <laughs> I don't get in my own way too much. And the podcast can be found wherever you stream your podcast at Saturn Turns with Kagi. Perfect. Thank you so much and wishing you a wonderful rest of your oh, day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before you go, make sure to grab your free workbook to find your life purpose at georgelizas.com forward slash life purpose. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.